Hey, good morning. Good morning. Ah, I'm so glad you're here. It is good morning. If I've not met you, my name is Tom. I am so glad you're here before the children get to go to Children's Church um, because you guys have, um, have helped us, because uh, children helped lead us in prayer for Garlic Mike. I wanted you guys to see something. I wanted you guys to see something before you go. Um, thank you all for praying with us last week. Um, if you were here, you know that we were in prayer for Mike Bussey, who was experiencing some crippling migraines. And Monday of last week, the very next day, he posts this on Facebook. I don't want to say it too loudly or my head might hear it, but my massive almost four-day headache is gone for now. Thank you, Jesus, and anyone else that had a part in wishing me well. You know I'm feeling better by the amount of Facebook posts. Michael thanked Jesus, and I would like you to join me in thanking him for showing off his love for Michael. All right, all right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Now, kid, they already left. They already left. That's okay. Um, uh, That's good. Uh, So glad you're here. We're in our Don't Miss Out series. Uh, And today is a biggie. This is a big one. Whether you are a follower of Jesus Christ or not, or just checking out the faith, or somewhere else entirely, it's very practical, and you can apply this. It is a big deal. And uh, I guarantee you that this will absolutely be worth your price of admission. Absolutely will be. Okay, here it is. I need you to say it with me. Don't miss out on the why. Now, when you did that, kind of soft, and some of you didn't, you knew you were going to have to do it again. And that's how we roll. Okay, so one more time, like you mean it. Don't miss out on the why. Beautiful. And some of you are still saying, why? What is the why, and why should I not miss out on it? All good questions, all will be answered. But first, let's start here. A modern-day philosopher, a modern-day philosopher put it this way. Exchange ourselves, and we do it all the time. Why do we do that? Why do I do that? Why do I do that? Pink. Okay, so some of you who are over 50 are thinking, how does a color have a philosophy? Just go with it. Just go with it, okay? Now, pink is a strange place to go for inspiration, but she raises the perfect question. Why do I do that? Why do I do that? That's what we're going to be asking. Regardless of our faith, regardless of our background, we tend to think that our lives are about the what, right? What I do, what I don't do, what I think, what I don't think, what I say, what I don't say, what I feel, what I don't feel. And today, we're going to dig deeper. Today, we're going to go deeper to find the invisible force or forces inside of you, inside of me, that drive us to the what, right? The what of your life. What drives you? What is underneath everything that you do or don't do? Think or don't think, say or don't say. What is the why behind it all? That is what we're going to look at this morning. Why? Why? Because if you and I can determine and control the why, 
the why, then we can shape our best life. We can move in the ways that God is calling. We can have more direction. We can have more purpose. We can have more love. We can have more peace like you, like you, Philip. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. And we can do more good with our lives because here's the thing. As long as you and I, okay, right here, right here. He's adorable. He's adorable. But, but this is not his time. This is God's time. He is adorable though. Okay, so here's the thing. As long as you and I go through life, and many people do, cradle to grave, thinking that our life is about the what rather than the why, then you and I end up being slaves to those invisible inside forces that determine the why. And those can be one thing, those can be many things, but, but if we can focus on the why, if we can do surgery on the why, then things can get so much more glorious, so much more glorious. So the Apostle Paul has been leading us through this Don't Miss Out series, and we give him props because he has been through one of the most radical life changes from murderer to blessing and life bringer, right? So, so he is going to, through his writings, take us through Don't Miss Out on the Why. If you have your Bibles, you want to open them to Colossians chapter 3, um, We're going to be there. If you don't have a Bible and you would like to have one for this hour, uh, look under one of the seats in front of you. If you uh, find one of those brown hardback ones, you're on page 1131. If you have a black and white soft cover paperback, you're on your own with the page number. I have no idea. Okay, but it's 1131 in the hardback. Hey, if you don't own a Bible, guess what? You do now. That's yours. Take it home. It's yours to keep. We want to make that uh, our gift to you. If you have your uh, smartphone or tablet and you have the free Version Bible app on that, yes, good man. Please boot that up and quiet it down because everything is loaded on there for you in the live event. So um, here we go. Let's take a look. We're in chapter 3 at the first three words of verse 14. Here we go. And above all. Now, when you come and above all, let's like stop the presses. Okay, there's a hush. Uh, Above all, um, the thing he's saying that I'm about to unpack for you is of primary importance. It needs to be the priority. Look, this thing I'm going to show you is the most important thing. If you forget everything else, if you have messed up everything else, if you have ignored everything else, you get this one thing. And this one thing is going to lead you back into all of that goodness, right? If you have put aside all the instructions and left aside all the tools and you have messed this thing up colossally, it's okay. It's okay. Because here's the main thing. And the main thing will lead you into all other things. Okay? So, that's what he's saying. And, and, and as soon as I thought about the weight of and above all, as soon as I, back, please, yeah. As soon as I thought about the weight of that, I thought about Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve and being a dad of two children, right? And how I needed something like this. Now, I, I want you to imagine this story. It didn't necessarily happen. But I want you to imagine it, that that Christmas Eve with two children, a son and a daughter, and we're trying to get them to bed early, like 10 o'clock. 
so that I can put together the big present, right? Whatever that big present is, and, and by 10.15. Why? Why do I want to do that? Because I know that at 5.45 in the morning, we are going to have two children jumping on our bed. Wake up, it's Christmas. Time to open presents. Wake up, it's Christmas. Oh, like we're the only ones, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, our son is 25 years old, six foot five, 300 pounds, still does this, okay? It will wake the dead. Wake the dead. And, and okay, okay. And so this particular year, what I have to do at 10 p.m. is put together the Barbie car, okay? This is not for Tommy, it's for Quincy. Put together the bar- Barbie car. Uh, 15 minutes, 15 minutes. But hey, I'm a dad, right? Which means I have dad superpowers, which means, how am I going to do this in 15 minutes? I don't need no stinking instructions, right? That's a waste of time. No instructions, no tools. It's just me and my butter knife. That's right. That's right. And guess what? 10:15. That bubby's done. Done. But here's the thing. Apparently, apparently, they give you a lot of spare parts. Because there's a lot of stuff left over. And as I'm look, go easy with me. We have grace. As I'm looking at this, there are a couple of, couple of issues. couple of issues. Barbie car has only three wheels. And only makes sharp left turns uh, no matter what you do with the steering wheel. Oh, and by the way, only in reverse. Only functions in reverse. And when you press down on the gas pedal, it sounds like you're stepping on a duck. So... Just a couple of issues. Now, Sheree, uh, now just imagine it didn't necessarily happen. Um, Sheree, I cannot convince her that our young daughter will not notice these aberrations, if you will. So um, I want you to imagine that there's, finally, I pick up the instructions and on the bottom of the instructions in bold print in a special shaded box, there's this message. Tom, if you have done the boneheaded thing of not reading the instructions and trying to put this together in 15 minutes with a butter knife, and now you have a three-wheeler that will only go in tight left turns in reverse and sound like you're stepping on a duck, do this one thing. Do this one thing, and everything will somehow turn out okay. Do this one thing, and... Everything will be led back in the right direction. Which one of us would not do that one thing? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. That's what Paul is saying here. And above all, this is that one thing. Now, we have fun and it's, it's kind of funny when we talk about putting together Barbie cars, right? And not reading the instructions and needing that one thing. Um, but the problem is that that's often how you and I put together our lives, right? Ignoring the manufacturer's instructions and, and saying, I need that box. I need that one thing. So, so maybe um, you're here for the very first time. If, if so, you're, we are so glad you're here. And you haven't been around for this, um, all this uh, Don't Miss Out series and all those good things. You know what? That's... Okay, that's okay, because there's this one thing. And maybe um, you've been here, like, for most of the time, but you bring your phone, 
and you try to make it look like you're taking notes on the U version live event, but you're really trying to beat your best score on Candy Crush, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. And, and maybe you've been here as much as you can during the summer because you're traveling. And you've been engaged. You've been engaged and, and you're trying to let the word speak to you and let the spirit speak to you. And, and I get that. But you go home and guess what? Guess what's waiting for you there? Um, life. Life, right? And it presses in on you. And so all the things that you tried to focus on and tried to apply, it just kind of got crowded out unintentionally. Guess what? It's okay. It's okay. Why? Because God always has the one thing. He, he, you're never too far gone. He has this one thing that's going to bring us back to all of that. Um, and so we need to look at the next section of the verse. And above all these things, put on, say it with me, love, love. Put on love. Okay, that's the why. That is the why behind all our what's. Make love your why. Above all, if you have missed out on every don't miss out, but you get this part right, it's going to lead you back into all that goodness. It's going to lead you back into the heart of God and his purpose for your life. Make love your top priority. Make love the defining characteristic of your life. Make love the thing that drives all your what's, all the things you do or don't do, say or don't say, think or don't think. Make love the motivation, the driver, the reason behind it. Make love the why for your entire life, every area of your life. What does that mean? That means make love the why at your work. Make love the why as you study if you're in school. Make love the why in your marriage. Make love the why in your friendships. Make love the why in the way you relate to your kids and the way you relate to your parents. Make love the why in your in your enjoyment. Make love the why in your rest. Make it in your why in your communication, in your competition, in everything in your recreation make love the why the reason that you do all that you do you do that it is going to lead you into so much goodness so much peace so much joy so much thanksgiving so much so much experience of God in your life and through your life. It's going to take the pressure off. It is above all these things put on love because watch what happens. Watch, watch this, what, right? It's so important because even the good things that you and I do, even the really good things that you and I do that we're real proud of, right? If we don't have love as the why, those good things are not good things, right? Even the good things that you and I do, if love isn't the motivation behind it, right? Then they're not good things. And some of you think I'm making this up in the past few weeks. Um, we have talked about don't miss out on, on taking off the old self and putting on the new self that, that Jesus offers to us, that Jesus bought for us, that we can have an old life and a new life. And this new life is very, very cool. Okay, it's free 
and, 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 and there's freedom in it, and there's joy, and there's, uh, there's all kinds of good things, but we have to be willing to take off, right, like a suit of clothes, and, and put on the new stuff. And we talked about all the ways to do that, and, and just as a review to see what that looks like, picking it up in, in verse 5, it says, the things that we have to take off, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is uh, idolatry. Can you imagine your life without these things? Can you imagine living in a world without these things? It would be great. Continues on in verse 8. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Don't lie to one another, seeing as though you've put off the old self. That's what we're talking about and its practices. You have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. God is in you, through you, turning you into the very image, the very character, the very embodiment, reincarnation, might I say, of Jesus Christ walking, speaking, living, loving in you, in me. Family changers, marriage changers, friendship changers, town changers, university changers, world changers. Love motivated, right? Okay, so that's all the take off stuff. Here's the put on stuff. Um, 12, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. If one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Okay, long list, long, long, long list on both sides, right? Right? Above all. You messed that up. You know what? It's, it's okay. It's okay. Above all, do this. It will lead you back into all of that. It will lead you back into all of that. But here's the thing. You and I can do all of that. You and I can like check those boxes and do all of that. And if we do not have love as our driver, if we don't have love as our motivator, if we don't have love as our why we've done all that, we have nothing. Nothing, and I'm not making this up. Um, Paul, uh, to the Corinthian church in, in 1 Corinthians 13, he says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, which I would love to do, right? But I have not what? Love. I'm a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. No amens, please. I get it. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but I have not love. I am what? Nothing. And if I give all I have and I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. You and I are smart in some ways, right? We know how to do good things to get what we want right? We know how to do religious things. We know how to do spiritual things. We know how to do relational things that look good on the outside, but underneath are really about me, me. If we do all these things, but we have not love, we have nothing. But, but if we make love our why, if we, if we somehow uh, allow Jesus, invite Jesus to come in and make love the why for everything we want, everything we do, everything we say, then we have everything. We find everything. It leads us back into everything. And that's so important. That's so important. Um, 
So here it is. Here it is. Love must be the why, right? Let's look at all of verse 14 and we can see. And above all these put on love. And we get to see the, the, the fringe benefits, right? Which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So why should we make love the why other than that? Because it binds all things together. Love is the heavenly, universal glue that is going to hold you together, that is going to hold your marriage together, that is going to hold your family together, that is going to hold this town together, this university, your job, this world. God is saying, love is the power that I have given you, that I exert, that is going to hold you together when it feels like everything else is falling apart. So it holds you together. How does it hold you together? In perfect harmony. I can't carry a tune. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You love music, don't you? You do. I think it's in our DNA to love music. It's in our DNA to love music in perfect harmony. Who doesn't want perfect harmony in their life? Who doesn't want perfect harmony? I think everybody wants perfect harmony in their life, right? When you and I make love the why of our lives, it drives us into perfect harmony. Harmony. When you and I have different whys in our lives, depending upon who we're dealing with and what we're doing, it drives us crazy. It's true. It's true. Um, Now, uh, the Hopi Indians uh, uh, have a belief, have a belief that um, music existed pre-man, right? Pre-mankind, right? And that there is... uh, almost a song of the universe and, and that you are in harmony when you are singing along with that song. And I think God would say, you know what? They're on to something. They're on to something. But, but it's even better than that because uh, on your own time, if you would read Psalm 148, Psalm 148, if you have the U version, it's already loaded in there for you. In that, God is saying that there is a song of love, of praise in the universe that all the heavens and earth and the rain and the snow and the trees and the birds and the animals are singing praises to my name. That is the song that goes on. It is always on the celestial top 20, will always be. Number one, okay? And you and I are invited to move into that chorus, to be part of that beautiful song that the universe is singing that all is offering praise and glory and love to God. Read Psalm 148 on your own time and check that out. But it moves us into harmony, harmony, perfect harmony. That's the image of shalom, right? Um, Think about, I want you to think about how much better every single relationship in your life would be if you let love be your why. If you let love be your why for everything you do, everything you say, everything you think, everything you feel, let love be the thing that drives that, how much that would change every relationship in your life. Because here's the thing, you and I in every relationship, here's what we do, Here's what we do. I'm talking to Bob. Bob's talking to me. He gets picked on because he sits on the front row, right? And when he's talking to me and I'm talking to him, I'm always trying to find out, right? What's Bob's why? What does Bob want, right? 
And if I find out about this in my brokenness, maybe you can relate, I don't want to give it to him. Right? Because then he wins. Then he wins. Here's the twisted part. In every relationship, I don't care if it's your husband, your wife, your kids, they're doing the same thing to you. What's behind this? Right? What do they really want out of this? How would every single relationship in your life, how broken is that, right? How much do we need a Savior? Now, imagine in your life, in your relationships, what if that other person, whether it's your spouse, your child, your brother, your sister, your friend, your boss, what if in that process they rightly saw that your one and only why is love? Oh, that would mess them up in the most beautiful ways, wouldn't it? Because we don't have a file to put that in, right? And something would happen. All of a sudden, these people would not want to be opposing me. They would want me to get what I want because what I want is love for them, right? All I want is what's best for them. That's why I say what I say. That's why I do what I do. That's why I love the way I love Who is going to resist someone who wants to love them? Well, some will, right? Some will. That's the story of the world. That's what keeps people away from God, right? Because they don't know that he has one agenda. To love them well and to love them long and love them fully so that they might love him and find their life in him. I know what God's up to. I know what he wants. He wants this. He wants that. He wants this. What if we all knew he wants to love us? What if the people in your life knew every time you say something, every time you do something, the people at your work, every time you push in a certain direction, why is it love? It would change and rock your world. It would change and rock your marriage. If one of you does this, huge change. Two of you do this, glorious. I don't know that we've ever seen a marriage that that has fully embraced this. Make love your why. You have no other agenda. There's no hidden agenda. It is never about me. It is only about you. Because I love you. That looks radical. So how do we do this? How do we put on love? Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. Okay? That's my participation, my identification with him and his death. It is no longer I who live. This is, but Jesus Christ now lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So here it is. Love gives. Love gives. We've covered that before. So here it is. Here is the, um, next slide, please. Um, What if we lived this way? Not necessarily saying these words to people because you might freak them out, but live this. Speak it if you want to. I'm giving you my all because I love you. Just like Jesus did for me. I'm giving you my all because I love you. And that's how Jesus Love me. I'm giving you my all. How would that transform your marriage? How would that transform your 
household? How would that transform your friendships? How would that transform your class, your social group, your work life? How would that transform? You can't work like that. Yes, you can. You can have a glorious workplace. Now, um, we don't, where I work, I work at the foundation, we, we dabble with this, right? But the more and more that we do this, the more we find work is such a blessing, right? There's nobody walking on eggshells. Everybody feels like everybody has their back. Everybody is loved. Everybody is prayed for. Everybody is encouraged. We are not competing with one another. Why? Love. It can happen. We don't do it right. We are in process. Everybody is in process. Let this process infect every area of your life. It will lead you into all those good things. It will choke out the weeds. Let love be your why. Because isn't that how Jesus loves us? In a sense, he's saying, I love you, so I'm coming long distance to rescue you inconveniently. I love you, so I am going to be rejected so that you can be accepted by God. I, leave, I love you, so I'm going to leave my privileged, luxurious place in heaven to come be poor for you. I love you, so I am going to take a beating for you. I love you, so I'm going to sacrifice my rights as the son of God, so that you can have my rights and I will have all my rights stripped away. I love you, so I will suffer for you. I love you, I'll trade lives with you. I love you, I will take on your sin onto myself. I will become the guilty one so you can become the righteous one. I love you, so I will die for you. I am giving you all because I love you. That's how Jesus loved us. What does that mean? I'm giving you my all. That means my time is yours. My time is yours. Um, The time when I was going to be relaxing, that's yours. That's yours. The time um, when I was going to be doing something that I, that's yours. My money, it's yours. My attention, it's yours. My focus, it's yours. My energy, it's yours. My preferences. They're yours. My influence is yours. This is so radical. Will you be taken advantage of? Absolutely you will. Is God taken advantage of? Oh, all the time in my life. And yours, but will you have the power and the indwelling of the God who loves as the why and be led into his perfect plan for you? Absolutely, you will. Would you, would I make that trade all day long? Absolutely, I would. I'm giving you my all because I love you just like Jesus did for me. Ephesians 5 puts it this way. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children because you've already got the love, right? We cover this all the time. You're not giving something you have not got. He's already lavished you with more love you can ever absorb. So in that, 
Walk in love, live in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. It was either last week or a couple weeks ago we said this. Everything that God gives to me must flow through me. It is never a cul-de-sac. Blessing is never a cul-de-sac, which would be useful because if you only take left turns with the, but it's not. Everything God gives to me must flow through me. So um, I'm going to let you um, go home in a, in a second. Colossians 15 just shows the results of this life. The peace of Christ rules in your hearts. To indeed that which you were called in one body, it glues us together. You have a big, big loving family who has no agenda but to love. Most of us are love-starved, hungry for just one person or just a small circle of people. He's saying, I got better plans for you. I got a huge family. And they're not just the ones that come to this building. Like, like I want to do this and everybody, just get them all and get my arms around them and get your arms around each other, right? That's, it's going to glue you together. Perfect harmony. And be thankful. We're going to talk about that next week. So um, just before we, um, before we go, what is the one thing? that will keep you from making love your why? What is the, the one thing that will keep you and me from putting on love like God wants us to put on love? Ironically, it's a different kind of love. It's a different kind of love. It's love of self, right? Self-love. Say, I don't love myself. Look, it has nothing to do with whether you love yourself like the way you are or not. Do you always protect yourself? Like in a, in a conversation, in a situation, you're going to be self-protector. You're going to be self-defender. Don't come at me with that. Don't you accuse me of that. Don't you? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend myself. I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to do everything I do to make sure that you see me the way I want you to see me. I don't care if I don't see myself that way. I'm going to save face, Right? It's about me. It's about me. That's what self-love is. And First Timothy tells us not to be surprised, but understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty, not perfect harmony, not bound together, right? Why? For people will be lovers of What's going to keep you from making love your why? Self-love. It's about my power. It's about my preferences. It's about me. So how do you know if this is something that you are wrestling with? Do you always defend yourself rather than being willing to admit you're wrong and seek forgiveness from others and from God? Are you often mad when someone interrupts your plans for your day? Are you often insisting on your own preference and justifying it as the right thing to do? Do you get down or low if someone doesn't notice or celebrate something good that you did? Are you not able to be happy for someone else when they're in the spotlight? Do you do what you do or say what you say so that people will think well of you? 
Do you always evaluate things, circumstances, conversations based on how it affects you? Do you make everything about you? Ouch. Here's the good news, right? If that cut you, we're together in that, okay? Here's the good news. Jesus holds up this standard. And when we reach it is when we say, I don't measure up. Will you heal me? Will you change me? Will you give me your heart? Will you take my wise, the things that drive me, the things that fuel me, Will you replace that with your love? Because some of us, if not all of us, have been going through life for so long trying to fix the what and failing. When all along, the key was changing the why. And that's exactly what Jesus wants to do for us. Let's pray. Lord, um, you are good and pure of motive. And um, we are the people you love who are not. Lord, um, if you bring the lights down for me, please. Thanks, Nate. Lord, um, We want to make love our why. We need you to change our hearts. Lord, some of us need to be held together and some of us need to be having perfect harmony and and be swept up in the the song of love that, that all creation sings to you in love and praise. We all need that. Lord, we want you to make love our why. And Lord, for those you've convicted, um, we repent of the other whys, the other agendas, um, control, success, popularity, acceptance, prosperity. It's what drives us, Lord. We want to replace that with love, but we can't do it. That's heart surgery. That's what you do. Lord, we want to repent of self-love blocking us from every good thing you want to pour into and through us. Lord, there are some here who only now first heard of how deeply you love us and their hearts are prompted to run to you. I would ask you to let them do that. Give them the courage to do that. And Lord, we cry out, let us make love our why so that we can go to people, all people in our lives and say and live, I give you my all because I love you just like Jesus did for me. Thank you for such a game-changing truth and for taking care of all of it, if we'll just come, empty ourselves, 
and be filled with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, a lot to think about, a lot to pray about. Um, We're going to do some music. You stand if you want. You sing if you want. You do business with God in any way that you do that.